Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 21. My name is Scott Wyden Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my co host, Rachel from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Scott. How are you? I'm doing well. Just got back from the D.C. area. Nice and refreshed. It was a no-work vacation. <laughs> nice. So, That's wonderful. I know. The summer's sort of coming to a close. I can't believe it. I know. It's it's really weird. Um, yeah, school starting back up. And so uh, my wife's a teacher, so she's getting into gears ready and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's a... Uh, where did the summer go? <laughs> I know, but all our photographer yeah. friends are getting busy with wedding season and family portraits, yeah. and so all of this is very timely, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so the last episode, we we had a uh, you know our second official Q and A, um, yep. and that was a really good. We answered we answered a lot of really great questions. So thank you for everybody who submitted. And if you want to submit for episode 30, which will be the third Q and A, you can do so at imagely.com slash podcast slash Q. Q. Yeah, no, it was great. It was really good to talk about that stuff and to see what uh, people are asking. Um, and like I said, I always say there's no stupid questions. If one person has a question, there's probably 10, 100 more people with the same question. So please, you know, reach out if you have any questions and let us know. Yep. Um, so today we have an awesome guest. I'm very happy we finally are getting her on the show. Um, yes. We have Nancy Nardi. She is the founder of Bimido. Uh, and the co-owner at Makers Collaborative and a website you most likely heard of, Seniors Ignite, which uh, has been around for a while and um, it's yeah. it's still going really strong. I'm really happy. Um, so Nancy helps photographers and entrepreneurs build their brown their brand by leveraging <laughs> the power of the web. Nancy built her first website in 2002 for her senior portrait studio. So that's uh, very important, Nancy. Although she's no longer uh, an active photographer, um, she is. Uh, she was a photographer, a very active photographer at one point, and she still works with photographers on a daily basis. So yeah, um, yeah. So as a business owner, she became obsessed with finding a better way of creating an online presence, and that obsession led to her love affair with WordPress. And in 2011, she launched Hi-Fi Social Web, which is now Bimido, and started building websites for photographers. And for those curious minds, Bimido stands for Be Master of Your Domain. So it's an acronym, B-E-M-Y-D-O, yes. Be Master of Your Domain. Yes. So yes. welcome, Nancy. We're very happy to have you on the show, finally. Yes. Well, I'm excited to be here. I, you know, this is this is awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, thanks. For, this is definitely in your wheelhouse. So, photographers, WordPress, websites, building the better web. You know, we're just really excited to chat and see what your perspective on all these things are. Yeah. Um, so, before we get into what's going on with you and uh, and the, your new Bimido uh, venture, um, let's talk quick, real quick, about some WordPress photography related news. Um, so, the last episode, the, the news that WordPress 4.6 was around the corner. At the time we're recording this episode, it's still around the corner. Um, I think it's still the release candidate one, so there'll probably be one or two more release candidates before the official version's out. But uh, the other piece is that Google just announced something pretty major. For a while, Google has been testing their AMP, which is Accelerated Mobile Pages. And you can basically install a plugin on your site, 
and it'll enable this feature um, for your WordPress site. And basically, it is a, a way for Google to load your blog content fast, like instantly or nearly instant, milliseconds versus seconds. And what it's doing is basically stripping out your entire website. It's stripping out your theme. It's stripping out most of the function and just doing the content itself, basically the text and images. And with with additional plugins, extensions for the AMP plugin, you could do additional features. For example, there's uh, Glue for AMP, which is basically a, a connection between Yoast SEO and the AMP plugin. And it's actually made by Yoast as well. So there's a lot of things you can do like that. And so AMP has been out now for about, uh, I think, about six months or so. And it's really been on the top result, which is basically for news on Google, so that Websites like, um, uh, I don't know, the, the New York Times and stuff like that could use AMP and, and it would show up through through Google results on a mobile device. So in Google Chrome and things like that. Well, now Google's rolling it out to all results, not just top results. So if you're using AMP, eventually you're going to start seeing your own website show up in search results um, with the AMP signal and, uh, and it'll start loading through AMP through the Chrome browser on your mobile device. So so is the plugin AMP plugin that you need to install? Yeah, so it's made by Automatic, the company who, okay. who is the main source behind WordPress. And uh, we'll link to it in the show notes. But yeah, you need to install that. And then you can configure it a little bit with color and logo. Uh, and you can add some, like I said, you can add additional extensions if you want to connect certain things to it. And well, does it only pull from blog posts natively? Yes. Or... Okay. Yeah, it's so, only blog posts. So it would be really good for photographers who are blogging. Correct. Awesome. Yep. And uh, so Google did say a while back that AMP could potentially become a ranking factor for SEO, but right now they're still saying it's not. So okay. um, that's just something to keep in the back of your mind if you're worried about SEO. And uh, we're going to talk about SEO in a little bit. Yes. Um, <laughs> or really not SEO. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, if you're concerned about it and you want to stay ahead of the curve, then you might want to consider the AMP plugin, maybe. So think about it. <laughs> good, so, good information. Yeah. Yeah. Way good information. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Nancy, tell us about BeMido. What, you know, obviously, as, as I said in the intro, it, it came from another company that you started, um, and you're sort of re rebranding it and redoing what the product's offerings will be. And So tell us about it. Well, it, you know, we've seen a lot of pain around photographers just trying to get a website and not being really informed. You know, um, I, I think the focus a lot is on tools and popular tools rather than, you know, actually getting the website working for your business. And so we were creating some products and services that more help them use their website that actually got them clients Yeah. versus setting up just a portfolio. You know, I mean, that's they get so people get so focused on tools and they spend all their time tweaking their site rather than working on the actual content for their site. Yeah. I mean, that is such a, I mean, we talk about that a lot too, especially with, um, this, the, you know, WordPress can do it all, but in the days of flash, they had a flash site and a WordPress blog and now combining them all. Um, so for my own interest, I'd love to hear your backstory. So you started as a photographer and then moved into, um, seniors ignite. Is that right? Or what, what's your story of how you got to where you are now? Well, I had a senior portrait studio. Um, and I actually, my first site was a flash site. 
It was the, the first site that I built, and that was what everyone was using. Yep. Um, and as I started to kind of work with WordPress, I started to kind of just help other photographers, too. I'm like, hey, you have to try this out because um, Flash was really starting to <laughs> get outdated quickly. And that was uh, right around 2006, 2007. So I started kind of helping people, and it was very do-it-yourself. Um, but I loved it because it, you know, it – if you were an early blogger, you know you got really fast SEO results back yeah. in those days. So it really was significant. Um, but I just started to do that more and more and enjoy it more and more. And so I started, I found myself doing that more than photography and letting that kind of fall to the wayside. So I kind of, as I branched into web design, that's when I started Hi-Fi Social Web and closed my studio down. I also, at the same time, we started Seniors Ignite, which was sort of a side project. Um, it ended up turning out to be <laughs> the main yeah. it, it overtook my business well it's such a great resource for photographers especially focusing on high school senior portraits you know because they really have a unique sort of set of needs as high school seniors um, and seniors ignite definitely hits all those points that you need so if you're listening and you haven't checked it out and you're shooting high school seniors you need to go check it out because yes. <laughs> it is a very good resource so I mean, it, it seems sort of that you have that uh, senior portraitry part and then the overall website photography. Um, so where are you now with helping photographers? Like, what is your number one piece of advice that you tell every photographer that you meet for their website? I, I tell them to start usually with, with a brand. I mean, you know, beyond the tools, I, I come up with a brand and just some, some interesting content that they need to, uh, to attract people to their site. Um, I, f I find that uh, they kind of work backwards. It's SEO, then tools, then, and it kind of is an, it's an afterthought. And because when I actually, so when I first started High Price Social Web, I, I was actually setting up sites for people. And so I, they, I get their WordPress site set up and then they, they email me back. They're like, okay, well, I have this site. Now what do I do? Yeah. So I think BMIDO kind of picks up with the now what do I do? You know, that's the, awesome. the, the tools are there. So that's where we come next. And and what, what kind of tools are you going to be offering to photographers at BeMido? Educational products and services. Um, not, not, nothing like no software or theme specific. Uh, we're helping. We either have, we have do-it-yourself education stuff, and then we also have, we'll do it for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, both Scott and I loved one of your recent emails that you sent out, and we wanted to talk a little bit more about what you do to attract your audiences and what photographers can learn from that and how they can, um, you know, take their sort of content marketing to the next level. Well, Seniors Ignite grew very quickly from, for, from content. We, we blogged in the early days a lot, about three days a week, and we sent a weekly email. And it, I mean, that helped us tremendously. Um, so much so that even pulling back, we, we create content far less than we used to, but that early content and especially, uh, you know, the key content continues to bring in traffic. So, I mean, content is one of those things that just continually pays off. Yeah. Just, you yeah. know, writing, writing posts, sharing images, images actually uh, do a lot for us too. Image search kind of gets overlooked a lot, but that, that, that was how we grew it. You know, one thing that uh, I think a lot of photographers need to uh, realize is that if you have a piece of content that is constantly bringing more traffic to you over time, even if it's seven years old, you can go back and update it and add more content to it or add more images yes. or, or add a call to action about something. You know, um, I actually just did that this morning to an article that is still bringing in a, a lot of 
uh, revenue for me. And so I just went back and I just updated it. Very small update, but it's important. And if you actually put in the word um, uh, or phrase saying last updated on this date, search engines will see that. And that'll help. That's good to know. That's yeah. good yeah. to know. So, um, yeah, so so your the email you sent out was uh, was really interesting uh, because it was sort of talking about SEO and how and and I know that I know that you actually value SEO, right? Yes, yes. But the funny thing is, the email was like, you know, SEO is not that important <laughs> compared to what this other one, this other topic is, right? And I think it's a really good it's a really good discussion because I agree that there's a there is this fine line between. Um, just being or- organic overall, adding that SEO in, and adding this conversion optimization in. Um, so let's talk about uh, conversion optimization a little bit. And specifically, you want to explain what, what your definition of conversion rate and conversion optimization is? Well, can, you know, conversion rate is, you know, it's getting your, you want your visitors to take some type of action on your site. You want to, whether it's to fill out a form, you know, to call you for a consultation or to book a session, you want them to do something when they come to your site. And you have to also keep them coming back to your site. And so conversion rate optimization really is kind of um, optimizing those things. Um, With SEO, what I tell people is, is it is important, but I think people, um, you know, it, the non-experienced people will view it as a as a tool, but they forget that there's the content part of it or there's the other part of it, too. So it's like, well, we need to create some type of page content or blog post. And that's the kind of the SEO part that usually gets missed because um, it's hard. You know, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's definitely, con- you know, whether you're talking to the robots that run the SEO or the people that are viewing your site. And I've had a lot of discussions with people who have great SEO and they have thousands of people but may not necessarily have the booking rates because if a thousand people are viewing your site and only one of them wants to book you in your local area versus only a hundred people looking at your site but 10 of those people want to book you and are in your area and stuff like that because your content is better suited for them. You know, that's the argument between like, what are you sharing versus are you just sharing it to get people to see your site and which is more valuable, valuable yes. to your business? Exactly. exactly. And it's a hard conversation because I don't know that there is a right answer. And, and I think every business may be different. I'm sure you've seen that with all the photography businesses that you've seen is it's definitely yes. almost customized to suit the person, right? Yeah. And high school senior photographers don't feel like high school seniors are looking at blogs and, and they may or may not be, but there's still other things that people can do, even if, you know, but you have to have some type of content somewhere on your site. Right. Right. And, and it's not always the, for seniors, it's not always the seniors that are, that are looking for the photographer. It's the parents. Right. Right. So that's two yeah. different markets. Yeah. It's interesting because now with the Snapchat versus Instagram live conversation coming up, um, Snapchat used to be where I recommended senior photographers because so many younger generations are on it. And now with Instagram Live, do you have an opinion on whether that's going to bring younger people over to Instagram? Or how does that fill in in that sort of senior niche to you on web marketing? Well, what we're seeing is, is they're actually, the seniors and, and teens still are on Instagram, but they just aren't active on Instagram. Yes. And so there are still, senior photographers are still getting a lot of engagement there, 
or at least they're, they're getting people that are aware of them there, but they aren't engaging as much and they are really engaging on Snapchat. Right. Um, it, it will be interesting to see how the stories play out. I think that that was, um, you know, it's actually, it was actually a really good update. Um, I think, and one of the things we talk about with a lot of senior photographers is Snapchat, absolutely, you have to be engaging there. But then let's also find a way to kind of once in a while get them back to your website because that's where you'll eventually close the deal. Right. Um, Can you tell us um, a few different forms of conversion that, or or things that you consider conversions um, for somebody's website or, or their business, let's say online and offline, you know, what what is considered a conversion? Well, offline, um, I would say if someone, and this just happened to us this weekend. We went to a a store. wasn't The store wasn't open, but they had this awesome information in their window, and we could go right to their website and get information right away. Um, they had just a little sign in the window, and so when, when someone comes by your building or they hear about you somewhere offline. Um, you need to kind of give them a point to go back and learn more about you or engage with you somewhere. And so that's that's kind of a key offline conversion. And so you want to track, you know, are you getting people uh, contacting you from offline things like events? Events are right. are big right. with high school seniors. Online, it would be, I would say, uh, an inquiry to book a session or a phone call to book a session. Um, I would also say getting them to follow you on social media is a, is a, a conversion as well. Um, some email newsletter too, some way to get people to repeatedly come back to your site. That could be from an email list, um, retargeting with a Facebook ad, uh, social media, um, in some way, getting them to take some action on your site, book a session, um, view proofs, um, you know, sign up for something, uh, you know, I would say also set up a customer account. I think that's kind of... (laughs) You know, something you want them coming back to your site, like viewing galleries, setting up a customer account to view a gallery. So that's kind of a another one. Nice. Sorry, what, I still can't get the. Well, no, no, my phone is still connected through this computer. So every once in a while, I'll hear it ring, and I'm like, "What? This is a computer again! All this technology, right?" Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we I, I didn't even hear it this time. So. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I didn't hear it either. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Um, um, you, you, did you have a question? That. Well, I think I'd love to hear the evolution of how you have used WordPress because you've been using it since 2006 and now we're in 2016 and it has like for you, what I know we sort of talked about tools, but how have has your use of WordPress changed or has it? Oh, yeah, dramatically. Um, when I started using it with my studio, I actually did it. I started using, I, I, I could let people book online. And I actually embedded the booking online software into my WordPress site. I used uh, Acuity Scheduling at the time. Um, and then I also, um, I did in-person sales, but then I wanted to make it available for people to buy uh, prints, you know, to be able to reorder prints for me online. And so I had um, some online software that, kind of worked with WordPress. So people could, you know, reorder prints and stuff. And uh, that was also kind of a source of leads too. So if you have people that um, would send their friends there, you could capture their email address. So I started out doing that. And at the same time, I also started selling templates. So I also started using uh, e-commerce and which is really rough around the edges when I first started. <laughs> um, but, and so that's, and that's how it branched off. And so then I started, uh, when I set up 
obviously my HiFi social website, I started doing, I using that for web design and attracting clients there. Um, Seniors Ignite, we use for everything, event websites, e-commerce, membership sites. Um, I, you know, so I've used WordPress for just about everything. I think um, social media integration too is a huge thing, even in 2007 and 2008. You just couldn't do those things with a flash site. I mean, that was part of my reason for moving. You just, there were some things you couldn't do. So, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's interesting because of the, I mean, I wonder when did the Facebook API even become public? Things like that. And WordPress would definitely be the first one to adopt that, right? Yeah. I mean, they were the first to have everything. And so you had like almost enterprise level software for small business people. And that's really kind of, that's, that's why, that's what made me start in it. You know, I had no, no experience with it, but it was fairly easy. So you know, it's it's funny that that you you've mentioned Flash now twice, and uh, just funny timing because just this morning I published an article on why you shouldn't use Flash anymore. A photographer <laughs> should never use Flash anymore. And uh, you know, at through um, one of the websites, uh, one of the wedding photography websites that that Imagely runs, I see a lot of wedding photography websites, and I I would say half of them are still Flash. And, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I same. Wow. Yeah. Same. And. You know, if you go to Pandora, I removed Flash from my computer because Adobe, they discontinued it. It's done. Um, you can still download it, but they're not updated anymore. It's 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 discontinued. Right, right. If That's you, why I'm so surprised. Yeah, if you go to yeah. a, if you go to a if you remove Flash from your, from your computer and go to a Pandora, right, a very popular music streaming website, you can't use it. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. That's interesting. It's like you know you could easily build it on HTML5, right? This is a, now this is techie for all the photographers, you know whatever it's going over your head doesn't matter. They could easily build it on on a on an HTML framework that works across all devices, but no, they decided to do it on Flash. So they're basically saying that all of their you know members, paid and and non-paid members that don't have Flash are just basically screwed, right? So well. I mean, they could still use the iPhone app, too. I mean, it sounds like they probably spend all their money. And and that's a conversation, too. I mean, so when did the first iPhone come out? 2006? And that was at, was the point where they refused to use Flash, and so Flash then became obsolete. It took a little while, but for visual people, they're necessarily... Even WordPress didn't do visual well until recently. That's yeah. Um, Actually, so, that's, and that's, a, that's another good topic to, to move into, uh, is is the visual aspect and how things have changed you know um nancy you've seen a lot yeah um of progression in wordpress over the years you've designed for wordpress um what are what are some of the 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 latest trends you're seeing photographers do with their wordpress sites either on in in pre-made themes or the custom themes they're having made what what are the some of the design things you're seeing more often these days um i would say bigger images big hero images on the on the home pages is one of those and uh, that you know that's a great one um i i think i'm not seeing as much in the photography community um i would say image and typography outside of the photography community um are huge and people are the drag and drop builders are really getting big because photographers, and this is one of the things that I've heard most is they want to be able to visually see it and move it around this in a way that's intuitive. And so, um, you know, you're seeing a lot of front end, 
website building now. And yeah, a lot, a lot. And, yeah, yeah, and that's huge. Right. There's a lot of page builders popping up for WordPress that are either trying to innovate or basically copying other service services. Um, so and we've we've talked about a few in the past. We've even had a guest from one that I know you like. Um, uh, and I, I personally have my um, my like and dislike of page builders. Um, and I think there's very few companies doing it the right way. And Beaver Builder, the one that you're going to be talking about in a little bit, um, is one that I think is doing it the right way. There's another one that's free that uh, we've been in. Uh, I've, I've been talking with one of their developers. Uh, it's called Elementor. Um, they're doing things the right way as well. They've got a little bit more work to go, but they're 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 moving in the right direction. Um, so let's talk about that. Um, page builders. We talked about it with, um, you know, with uh, with Beaver Builder about what, two or three episodes ago. Yeah, that was a great conversation. That was a really, really good conversation. Um, and it, it's funny, the episode kind of came off sort of like an advertisement for Beaver Builder, but um, yeah. it was just because it, they're, they are one of the few doing it the right way. Um, well, it's yeah. hard. It's right. It's hard not to have that conversation with a specific company yeah. that's doing it right and not to like tout them. But I think Nancy made a great point in that it's definitely an up and coming because I think photographers realize that they're not on the cutting edge of it, but then they think of WordPress and, you know, I think we've all heard the complaints of it's just too hard. It's too technical. And as visual people, obviously code is very, even HTML5 is like, what you know, like totally a stopping point yeah. for people. Um, yeah. So that's why I think those drag and drops. So has that been your experience with them? Um, before we chatted, Nancy had mentioned that she she also uses Beaver Builder. And we were like, oh, we met that guy. He's great. Um, but have you had clients come to you and say specifically they want something like that? Or have you proposed it to them? Well, I propose it to them. I think um, many, what I find is a lot of photographers aren't necessarily aware of the drag and drop builders. And that, I guess, you know, I, if you're in the WordPress community, of course, you're very aware of it. Right. Um, and, I, and I've tried a number of, of different page builders, but I, you know, I try to explain to people that, you know, WordPress is, you know, you can drag and drop and create a page just like you can with Squarespace. Um, it just, with Squarespace, you go to one site and you only have so many options. So there's some constraints there. Um, with WordPress, there's many options and most people just don't know where to go look. And the, one of the reasons I like Beaver Builder is because, um, I, you know, I've been using WordPress since, you know, 2007. It has grown with my business over the years, and I don't ever have to switch web platforms. Um, I'm on the same one, and so I can start relatively easily and inexpensively, and it can grow as I need, and I don't have to shuffle around and say, okay, you know, now I'm stuck with Wix, because people will come to me after a couple of years, they're like, this is not working for me, it's, I've outgrown it, I need something, right. yeah. something more. And Beaver Builder um, doesn't give you that lock in effect where you're not stuck with their tool forever. You know, if you turn it off, you still have your content and you don't right. have to be through a bunch of outdated, you know, code or short codes for right. lack of a better word. So that's why I like it. It's easy. And, um, but you know, there's other good ones too. Um, but they have kind of a lock in effect. Yeah. I think that was the biggest sort of revelation with our con conversation with the Beaver builder guy is because so if you have a theme and you're using what Nancy mentioned, short codes, 
if you take if you change themes, all of those short codes then become obsolete. So the the most biggest benefit of WordPress is that it's a content management system. So where Nancy's grown her business from 2007, it's all been in one place. So you can change the theme, change the dressing, change your brand, change how things look, but your content's all in the same place. Um, unless you build it with these things like short codes or things that can't be changed. So I do think that the WordPress community is very aware of it and they're definitely building tools that are growth, you know, able to grow with these businesses. And that's where I'm hoping that photographers will realize and jump on the bandwagon. But I had a question for Nancy in that uh, when you first mentioned, you mentioned the Google image search. Is there something that you recommend to your clients or that you do yourself in terms of renaming images or like file sizes so that your business, your company can grow with the same website? Um, You know, there's a plugin called SEO images. I I believe that's the name. Um, There's a free and a premium version. That's, you know, the free one is awesome. It'll rename all of your images automatically to match the page title. And it's, and the nice thing about it is if you already have an existing site, we'll go back and do that for all of the existing images. I like to hand name the images and add my own alt text because you can set, and you can set up like a, a metadata template in Lightroom or Photoshop that will automatically do that for you and add your info. But, um, that's, that's almost always overlooked. You know, people don't see images as SEO necessarily right. so right and it's it's it, for photographers it can be the biggest thing you know and wordpress if you rename the images hand rename them it will automatically put it in the alt tags but then you have the option to go in and change the alt tags which we do recommend because it will give you the most seo sort of bang for your buck but it's yeah. work it is time it is a it is a business task that you know takes mm-hmm. time so you have to really uh, you know i guess prioritize what yeah. you want right or, or you just outsource it to somebody else to do the block content oh, for yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and you know, if people if people do kind of be like, do I need a web designer or web developer? I'm like, no, go go get help with content or branding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's there's important. so many, because the tools are there and you can use the tools. Um, you don't need a designer for the tools. Right. Yeah. You know, one of the nice things about page builders, whether it's Beaver Builder or, you know, most of the others, I know that Elementor doesn't have this yet, but I think they're working on it is in addition to being able to drag and drop specific things anywhere on a page that you want, for the most part, um, they have pre-made page templates. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have a specific design for a landing page for mini sessions that you really want to use, you know, you can just go into the page template gallery that they have, choose it, it'll implement it on your page no matter what theme you're using. And you'll have that design done for you. And then you can go in and customize the text and all that stuff. Or if you want to make your own to use multiple times and multiple pages, you can do the same thing. So, you know, you can go in and, and create a, a mini session landing page in, in, in Page Builder XYZ and, um, you know, use it across multiple mini sessions every season that you do one, you know. So um, that's a that's a big advantage as well as... In addition to being able to just drag and drop wherever you want, is reusing your your content over and over again um, in your life. Yeah, that's a great that's a great feature that they have. Um, so obviously, Beaver Builder is your recommended WordPress plugin. Um, you know, so you know, I love the fact that when you if you disable Beaver Builder, your content remains, 
And right. there's probably only three page builders that I've ever seen, and I've tested a lot of them, that do that, right? And that's the right way to do it. Keep your con- content there with no short codes, or no code at all, just your content so that you can go in and edit it if you happen to disable the page builder. The other thing is, um, one thing that, that a lot of the page builders do is is they load their scripts and styles and your jo- their JavaScript, their CSS on every page, whether you're using the page builder or not. Um, so if you're, one of my recommendations is if you're looking for a page builder and photographers, this might sound a little technical, but I'm going to walk you through how to do this. Look at the source code of your, go to your homepage. If you don't have a page builder template being used there, go to your homepage and look at the source code, right? Go to your, your, your browser. If you're in on a Mac and Chrome, I think it's uh, alt command U. It'll open your source code of your, of your homepage and just do a search for, um, that plugin that you're using in your source code and see if they're loading JavaScript files, which would be .js or CSS files would be .css files on your homepage when the page builder is not in use. If they are loading it, then that means the page builder is not optimized for site speed as far as the scripts and styles go. They might be optimized in other ways for site speed, but they may not, they're most likely not optimizing for that part of site speed. And that's a pretty big thing, because why should the scripts be loading when the plugin's not in use, right? Right. That's a, my, my biggest uh, pet peeve with, with really any plugins in general, but page builders yes. are, are biggie. They're, those are, those are heavy-duty plugins that should only be running when, are, when they're needed. So um, that, that would be a recommendation of mine when you're, when you're picking one is test it, look to see if it's being optimized like that, um, in addition to not using shortcodes when disabled. Um, yeah. cool. And we don't want to scare photographers who may be less technical, you know, to say you have to test and whatnot. I mean, I, I really do think this is an area in which the WordPress community is is moving towards because mm-hmm. they understand the limitations of WordPress is that it's too technical. Yep. Um, and I think that there's going to be plugins that are coming out because WordPress, I mean, we've had this conversation a thousand times, WordPress versus Squarespace, Squarespace versus WordPress. I have a sick kid and you're going to hear him in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Working from home, right? (laughs) But um, so I think where, where the WordPress community is trying to emulate the Squarespace success is in these drag and drop plugins. Um, but so w- w- do you want to move into the guest recommended WordPress plugins? We've talked a lot about these drag and drops, but I'm really interested in the, um, image SEO plugin you mentioned and to, to see, do you have that installed with the Yoast SEO or do they work in conjunction? Um, yes. yes. Yeah. Cause that's all I've never heard of it. And I think that's perfect. Cause I have so many photographers say like, well, I don't know what to do. And it's, you know, it's always the thing I love the most about Yoast is it tells you what to do. Does this plugin sort of tell you what to do with your images? It does. It gives you a default. It's very simple. I mean, you install it and then you, there's a few settings you can tweak or you can use the default, which is I believe to name the, the page title and the L, the L text and the title, the same as the page title. So you can set that and you can name it whatever you want. Um, but it's very simple to install. And I believe it's called, and I should know this because I use it. Um, SEO for images. It's in one of, um, I have the link and I, I'd be happy to share it. Um, I'm sure yeah, we'll definitely put it in the, um, 
Awesome. And we'll definitely put those in the show notes. Um, So is there anything else on that you find for WordPress that you just can't live without? For me personally, I would say WooCommerce. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I would say uh, not a plugin. I would say good hosting. Good hosting. Yes. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Yeah, because I think that that also um, affects people's experience. I mean, I've gone in to help people. They're like, my theme's not working, and I, I go in and I realize their hosting can't even execute a simple task because it a script causes it to, yeah. you know, all yeah, sorts of. You know, and talk about technical, right? Because that'll stop you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, one thing, and this this might be a little technical. I'll try to simplify this. Is with hosting. WordPress is a PHP software. That's a that's a coding language, um, and PHP. There's different versions. Just like there's a version of your operating system, there's different versions of PHP, and some of the um, the lesser quality hosts use older versions of PHP for whatever reason. It they could update it easily, but they don't. And a lot of themes and plugins, and WordPress is starting to do this. Um, are cutting out the support for older versions of PHP. Whether it's support fully, like this will not work without it, or just certain features will not work if you're not using the newer versions of PHP. Um, So if you're finding that uh, all the troubleshooting you've done is not coming up with an answer as to why things are not working, check with your hosts. Check what version of PHP you're using. The most recent version is PHP 7. It's still fairly new, so it's not widely adopted yet. But if you're using version 5.4 or higher, you're probably in the clear as far as most things working. Um, if you're using things older than that, I would say pay, pay attention to it and check with your host to see if they can update your PHP version to something more recent. And sometimes they won't even tell you. I mean, yeah. and when you talk about troubleshooting, I always recommend to call your hosting plan anyway. Yeah. Because, I mean, what are you paying for if not the conversation of things are breaking help, you know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes things like that, like the PHP updates, you'll call and it will get mysteriously fixed. Like, oh, there's nothing wrong. And then it works on your end. <laughs> and it's because they've done something that you can't see. And those kind of sort of behind the scenes stuff that's not up front that that really makes me uncomfortable because I, I want to learn and I want to know like well why did it break can I stop it from happening again you know and that's where having a trusting relationship with the people that are you know it would be the same as if you had a building and you had a landlord if something broke you would call your landlord and say please help me fix it you may have to occur the cost or whatever right depending on your lease agreement but I really think that your hosting plan should be thought of in that same way. It's not something you just pay for and forget it. It is hosting your website. Your website is your storefront to the world, yeah. right? So, yeah, that's for a sure. great, great thing to live with. You know, important check on your WordPress checklist. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so anything, Nancy, that you'd like to share with the listeners or just with the photography and WordPress community in general that um, any... Words of wisdom, any final thoughts you would like to share? 
Wow. Um, you know, I would, you know, I would say, you know, I would, I, the hosting thing is so important. I would say because it, it starts with, with a good partner because not only, and the reason is, is they're able to recommend good plugins. And I think that's a, that's an area where people really start to have not a good relationship hmm. with, uh, with WordPress is they, they choose a bad hosting provider and they choose, um, bad tools. And a good, you know, WordPress provider will be able to recommend. They'll say, you know, because they kind of, they know WordPress, especially if it's a specialized host. They know WordPress. They know the tools. I've had hosts tell me that, like, get rid of that plugin. It, it, it's it's horrible. And I'm like, well, thank you. You know, um, yeah. you know, your Walmart kind of hosts aren't going to be able to give you give you that, but they don't have the experience. They yeah. they simply don't. Um, so I would say start with that. And um, yeah. I go with a page builder. It will. Photographers like to lay things out and it, on on their site, and I don't think many of them are aware that it's you know very easy to drag and drop and create something that's very visual, which is how they yeah. like to work. So and and yeah. I think um, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I'm gonna uh, continue on what you just said and say when you say page builder, you mean page builder plugin. Not plug a, in. Yes. Oh, yes. Not yes. a page you, builder theme, but a page yes. builder plugin. Yes. Thank you for saying that. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Um, you want it. You want to make sure that you want to make sure that whatever tools you choose, um, that those features will follow you to your next website because you are going to change your design. And if, if it's all locked into your website design, um, your website theme, that's going to be a lot of work to start over. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Cool. Um, all right. Well, um, thank you. And, and we're going to link to, uh, you know, everything we've talked about in the show notes. We'll link to Nancy's website in the show notes. Um, but um, And please go visit the Be My Dough because I think Be My Do. Dough? Do or Dough? Be My Dough. Be My Thank you. Be My Dough. Because I think that this this kind of educational information is there plus a thousand times more, right? Yes. Yeah. We're going to have lots of... Hosting information, stuff like that, for choosing hosts and themes and stuff to help people. So I'm really Great. looking forward to to seeing the launch of it. I'm really excited. It's gonna be cool. So yeah, I mean, just this kind of resource is so needed. I mean, this is why we started the podcast, and we've had some great reception. And just having a place to go to just talk about this, we're very excited, yeah. especially for photographers specifically. Yes, yes, they have some unique needs. Yes. And, oh yeah. <laughs> and and they really need to be aware of it. Their image. You are selling your images as a photographer, and your website needs to support that, not your photograph supporting your website. Like it needs right. to be a one way, the other way than most people are going. Yes. Yes. Yep. Well. Awesome. Thank you, Nancy, for joining us today. And Thanks for having me. Yeah, and thank you, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host. Thank you, Scott. You as well. And you can find the show notes from today's episode at, at imagely.com slash podcast slash 21. 21. So until next time. Bye. Awesome. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast. <laughs>